Welcome back to The Path. I'm your host, Luke Hastings. Today is the second half of part three of our Base Canadian series. And for those of you who listened to the first half, you already know it's with Mike Pantile, at Mike Pantile on Instagram, colleague of mine, accomplished powerlifter, men's coach, and co-host of the Masculine Revival podcast with Brendan Schmidt. Last episode was definitely the more mature one, if you will. Very uh, philosophical, spiritual, and super solid, so be sure to check that one out if you haven't already. This one, guys, it's, it's pretty much all about women. We're diving into dating dynamics. We're diving into game, confidence, approach, and the effect of lust and promiscuity on a man's sanity and masculinity. This one's super good for single guys and married guys. You could probably get some nuggets as well. If you haven't, definitely recommend you go back and catch up on the first episode. And I know you'll enjoy part two as well. I know we both talked to a lot of guys about the dating game or women and you know finding the trad wife. I know you and Brendan just did a great episode on that. It just came out recently. Thank um, you. Yeah, it was solid. I want to talk about the fact and I don't know if you've explicitly gone over this with your clients or not, but you and I both know it's the same guys that are like looking for game or pickup lines or flirtation advice. Let's make something really clear. If you need that, it just means that you're socially inept. It's not that you're good with guys and that you're great at introducing yourself to a room of strangers and that you're confident in the boardroom meetings and that you can go up to a stranger and introduce yourself, but all of a sudden with women, you just are off the rails. That's, that's not how that works. Like you don't, you don't need to get, you don't need magic pickup lines. You just need to be a better social human, right? A lot of these guys that are paying money for courses on like game or, or, or red pill tactics or these things. It's like, dude, you don't even have male friends you hang out with on a regular basis. You have conversations with other humans at work or you're having them behind a screen and that's it. And then you're surprised when you can't muster up confidence to go talk to a girl, right? Yeah, totally. What are your thoughts on that? What are your thoughts on that whole dynamic of, of game and pickup? Because something you said that I really liked on that latest podcast with Brendan was like, dude, you just go up and you like introduce yourself and you talk, right? That's pretty much, that's pretty much it. And you know, I know I already hear guys screaming, what if you're not, you know, traditionally good looking and all this stuff? I'm like, well, the same thing applies. Like, yeah, like women are not as visually oriented toward a physical attractiveness and like as we are, but they, I mean, they still are to a degree. This is why I tell everybody, I tell every guy like, well, it would behoove you for many reasons to get into the gym. But let's let's just put that aside for a second. Needing game and, 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 and tactics, you are inevitably going to trip over those tactics at some point because we're dynamic creatures. Like we don't follow a script. It's like trying to sell your course or your product, having to use this line by line script. What if they ask a question that's off script? What if they, like, there's no way to properly navigate it. Like, it, it, just like you said, you have low social EQ, social IQ, and you're socially inept. Now there's a couple of practical things that I tell the guys that I work with is that you want to come across as a man. Let's, let's just, let's just start there. Right? Fair. So posture, stop fidgeting. Yeah, spread yourself out, sit like a man, upright and tall, don't slump. You know, when you're making eye contact with her, make sure she breaks eye contact first. I mean, those are all very practical things that incite a biological reaction. 
When you talk, speak slowly. Don't be high pitched. Don't speak from your nose. Speak from your diaphragm and in your chest. Speak with your balls. Yeah. Beyond that, beyond that, okay? Yeah. All it takes, because it, women love masculine frame. Well, part of masculine frame is, is a man that's like sort of taking charge for his own life. And so, and taking initiative. So if you can go up, if you go up to a woman, dude, it's been astonishing the times that I've approached women in public. The more attractive the woman, by the way, the less they've been approached. Right. They're almost always completely flabbergasted, do not know how to handle themselves in the presence of a guy that's actually approached them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so, right, it, and I've never looked up one-liners or anything like that. I don't think it takes that stuff, dude. And I don't think you this. need game. Tell me this. How many times have you gone up to that beautiful woman? I mean, this is obviously in the past of Mike. Mike is married now. He's not doing this yeah. anymore. But in the past, right, when you were eligible for approaching – how many times did you go up to the beautiful woman that doesn't get approached as much and you pay her a compliment and then she's like taken aback and then she's all, wait, what, what? She like, Every time. Right. She fumbles. It's like. Every single girl, time. You're like, girl, I didn't stutter. You just need yeah. to hear it again. <laughs> oh, dude. Oh, oh, oh man. I, I, absolutely. And then you really see the emotionality and the essence of a woman come out immediately. They don't know yep. what to do with themselves. They're just right. like, they're all over the place. They're touching their hair. They're touching their face. They're fumbling. They're turning red. Yeah. yeah. This literally happened every single time I would yep. do that. Yeah. I've had a feeling it did. I was like, I know Mike's experienced this. You're like, I think one time I, I approached with like, I was at a coffee shop, right? Which by the way, guys don't do this at bars. Yeah. Go to don't. a coffee shop, go to a bookstore. That's where your future wife is. Yeah. You know, she may be at a bar with some friends one night to celebrate somebody's birthday, but it's going to be very rare that you're going to find her at a bar. Okay. Yeah. Like go to a coffee shop, find a beautiful girl, make sure that she's not like in this awkward social context where it's going to make her feel weird to like talk to you. And then I went up, I went up to this girl. I said, what is a, what is a girl as pretty as you doing out alone on a weekend? That's what I said. Something like that. And, uh, she was just like, what, what, what'd you say? Oh. <laughs> like, I know you heard me cause I was clear and I was confident. And so, you know, I had to repeat myself and I was kind of silly with it. Right. Like being really slow and intentional and drawing out every word. But yeah, it's like, they really don't know what to do with a confident man. It's crazy. They're used no, to, they don't. they're used to the swipes and the, and the sliding into the DMS and stuff. And guys, it's really that simple. And to Mike's point earlier, it's like, yeah, being tall, sure, that helps. Being, you know, having better looks, that definitely is going to help you too. Um, dressing, having good fashion, you know, like clothes that fit you. We'll put it that way. I don't need you to be wearing fancy schmancy stuff. But, yeah, there's a lot of things that add to it. But here's the truth. At the end of the day, if a girl is into you, you can have a great pickup line or a terrible one, and she's still going to appreciate the confidence and the approach. You can say, hi, my name is Luke. I'd like to introduce myself. I thought you were cute. That's all you need. And if she's into you, that's not going to mess it up. It's not like this thing of like, oh, I have to deliver this certain line and that's going to decide whether or not she's into me. No, exactly. No. no, you deliver the line. And if she's into you, she'll respond, right? It's not about the specific words. It's not about the specific, uh, 
manipulation sort of tactics or like jokes or whatever. It's just like deliver the line. And if she's into you, she'll respond favorably. And if she's not, then you can't fix that with game or pickup artistry or anything like that. You can't, you're not going to be able to bridge that gap. It's not possible. Well, you can't negotiate desire and you can't manipulate desire. Oh, I thought you weren't red pill. <laughs> yeah. I mean, dude, you know, there's some things like I trash the red pill all the time, but there are some practical stuff that you can take. But the thing is, yeah. right, uh, if you apply the Christian worldview to it, you can easily pull the good from the bad. Now, there's mostly bad, yeah, yeah but there's yeah. some good stuff in there, you know, frame yeah. and you can't negotiate desire, right. you know, you know. There are things that are useful and the things that are not so useful. Like, and then there's dread game, and then all women are like that. And then hypergamy. It's like, yeah, there's no, there's no use for this stuff. It, it it's yeah. just purely toxic. But you're absolutely right. Yeah. Like, there's been times where I showed up in just sweatpants. My hair wasn't even done, and it's like I just went up and just said whatever was on my mind, and the woman responded favor favorably because she was probably already into me at some to some degree. Like, it doesn't right. matter. And the thing is about female nature too is that. Well, first of all, if she's really into you and she's seeing you, no other man exists. Like, there's just no other man that exists besides you. And unless you go up and you say something so alarmingly terrible, like, you almost can't screw it up. And so, but guys, what holds them back is there's there's afraid of rejection. It's like, right. man, this is how soft we've become. It's like a woman saying no to you or rejecting you. Dude, like... I don't know what to say to you if this is what you're afraid of. We're all sort of afraid of rejection and not being accepted to some degree. But if this is what's actually holding you back, man, I mean, if you're relying just on apps, like I've seen it happen. Listen, I slid in my wife's DMs on Instagram. That's how I met her. Yeah. And then we met up in person and then things led from there. But for most guys, you're not going to find your wife on a dating app. Probably not. Maybe yeah. nowadays it's more likely you maybe are on the courtship network or whatever, but specifically I would never recommend like Tinder and Bumble and all those places. And I, I think, okay, listen, you want to use those apps. That's, that's okay. Fine. Sure. Obviously stay abstinent until marriage. That's number one. So you can actually properly vet and understand the woman that you're getting, you know, involved with, Yeah. but also approach women too. Some, there's some guys in the space and I'm not trying to disparage them at all. They, they, they preach an opposite message. Don't, don't approach women. God's going to bless you with the woman he's, he's meant to bless you with. I'm like, well, I, I know what you're start trying to say. Yeah. But I don't think it works like that all the time. 100%. God's not, God's not just going to shine the spotlight on this woman. Going back to what I said earlier, oftentimes it's going to be a whisper. So what I mean by that is if you're at a library, coffee shop, whatever, not a club, not a bar, and you get this little tickle in your stomach to go and talk to that girl, that's the spotlight. That's the nudge from God that you need and that you're looking for. Right. Go with that. Yeah. It's not going to be like the, the the alarm bells are going to be ringing and it's like this woman right here. It's like, no, there's going to be that little nudge. Listen to that nudge and just move forward. Yeah, 100%, dude. Hey, y'all, just wanted to take a moment and thank the sponsor of today's episode, which is myself. This show is actually a part of the Narrow Way Man brand, which is my online outlet to provide wisdom, motivation, and practical guidance for modern men. I've been blessed to take part in incredible transformations and breakthroughs with younger and middle-aged men who are in a season of crisis or a season of stagnation and are ready to make a big change, but are fed up with trying irrelevant churchy principles or recycled secular strategies that are void of biblical foundations. If you are a man who is truly ready to take responsibility and break out of your current plateau, 
there is a link in the show notes to apply for a coaching program. Thanks again for listening, and let's get back to the show. Let's play through all the scenarios real quick, okay? Do you think that every girl is going to like you? Because they won't. Like, they're not going to like... I don't care if you're the most handsome guy and you're, and you're you know, 6'2", and you're ripped and you're rich. Not every girl is going to like you, okay? It's a done deal. Not every girl is going to like you. Even the best-looking guys with, you know quote unquote, the highest status are going to get rejected by some women. So guess what? That includes you too. All right. So just playing this out, you know, she can reject you. Okay. She can do that in a mature and healthy way um, and a respectful way, which has happened to me before. Um, Or she can do it in this toxic demeaning way, in which case, count your blessings right because that means well i'm glad i didn't stay with her because this is exactly. the type of girl she is to a stranger that's just trying to pay her compliments so good on you for experiencing that sooner rather than later it's a good thing she didn't like you because then she might have hurt you more down the road in some sort of a toxic relationship okay you're not going to get me tooed you're not going to go to jail you're nothing nothing actually bad is going to happen to you if you approach a girl in a public place and you say something not inherently creepy, nothing bad is going to happen to you. All right. You're going to be fine. And if she makes a scene and makes you embarrassed, like that's on her, dude, that's on her being. And most of the time that's not going to happen, man. No, no. It's going to be like, ha ha ha. No, thanks. Some awkward shit like that. And then she's going to move on with her life. That's how it's going to go. And a lot of you guys are afraid of something you've never experienced, by the way. Like you've, you've ne- you're afraid of something that you haven't experienced. You need to go and experience it. Um, and then you're going to realize it's not that bad. You'll be really and, nervous the first time. That's fine. Yeah. Get some reps in dude. It's like, and, and like we said before, if she's into you, then your nervousness is going to be cute anyway, dude. She's going to, she's going to think that that's like attractive in a sense. So, yeah, there's really nothing that you can do if she's attracted to you to really make her, unless you start breaking down into tears or some weird <laughs> like that that's like super yeah. antithetical to like, you know, masculine nature. Yeah, yeah. Everything that you do, like, listen, if Brad Pitt walked up to a random woman and gave her flowers, oh my God, that's adorable because it's Brad Pitt. If like the creepy incel dude goes up to her and does the same thing, like all of a sudden he's creepy. It's all the frame in which she views you. So like right. you, it, it's hard for you to mess up. This is why right. I, I love, I, I love, I, you know, hearing these red pill guys talk about how a man should conduct himself in a relationship. If you're taking care of your job, if you're physically fit, you're jacked, you're, you're, you're pr- protecting, you're providing, you're otherwise a man. Um, women have grace. Good women have grace for the times you're emotional, the times that you're angry. You know, like my wife has seen me cry more than once. Okay. Mm -hmm. Not like breaking down and sobbing, but she's seen me tear up. She's seen me in that emotional state before. She's seen me angry before. But because most of the time, vast majority of the time, I hold my stuff together, it doesn't really matter. Right. Because relationships are a bit of a song and dance with that. Now, I get a lot of stuff from guys. Well, Mike, you never talk about how to find a woman. It's like, listen, bro, it's not that complicated. It's on an app or it's in person. And then the number one thing, you want to look for in a woman is what does she aspire to be? Does she aspire to be a wife, mother, homemaker, all those things? Does she hold that in high priority and high value? Yeah. Okay. It's a green flag. That's great. Is she a woman that's combative and opinionated and wants to debate with you? Okay. That's probably a bad sign. But in order to really see a woman for who she is, buddy, I say this like a probably a thousand times a day. Don't have sex with her, man. 
because there has been times in my past I've tried to paint red flags green. Ain't no such thing as that. Yep. Yep. hundred percent. So to make a, a crass saying a little bit less, so, you know, a great body will forgive a multitude of sins. So will great sex. And if you're experiencing both outside of marriage, you, you don't know what you're forgiving. You can't see straight. You're paying oh, red flags. Click. It's like, in the fog, a red flag. It's like I'm not sure if that's right or not, but the but it's like fogging up your mind. It's like, bro, you cannot trust yourself. I haven't seen a reel from uh, from you like this recently, but got to stop being controlled by the PP. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the PP stuff. Yeah, that's become a bit of a meme, eh? But it's 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 so true, dude. It's like men are ruled by their peepees. Like yeah. it's if you just didn't think with your peepee and you thought with your head, then so many of these issues you you'd be avoiding you know like the divorce yeah. stuff the guys are afraid of okay well don't think with your pp you know it'll middle mitigate that risk you know yeah. um you want to be really able to see a woman for who she is don't think with your pp it's good it's it's you know in the manosphere it's comprised of men that can't control their peepees so it's leading all to these these men down the the, the valley and, and the darkness and destruction that comes with listening to your pp most of our downfall as guys is listening to that head bro no lie there's so many things that trickle back down to that I want to hit on one more point with that too, that I know you've seen in your practice as well, um, but I haven't actually covered explicitly for my audience. Guys, there are a lot of you listening that you're not abstaining from sex. Sex is abstaining from you because you don't even talk to women, right? Well said. And um, you can't be proud of your abstinence when you're jerking off to porn and you're not even talking to women, you're not even putting yourself in a place where that could even be a problem. Like stop patting yourself on the back with this self-righteous nonsense when you're not even in the game. Okay. When you're, when you're looking at porn stars and that's how you're, you're releasing, right? That's like, that's not legit. Okay. And here's, here's the problem with that. This happens all the time. Guys like you, um, whoever you are, anonymous listener, you're still enslaved to the porn and masturbation cycle, you've been that way for years. Let me tell you something. You can totally go out there and find a good woman. And God help you if you do, because what's going to happen is you're going to transfer your need for sexual release and validation into the marriage, and it's going to make you a weak man. You're controlled by your PP, to use Mike's terminology. You're, you're controlled by your PP right now. Uh, releasing to pornography. And when you get married, you may or may not stop porn. Hopefully you do, but you're still going to be controlled by your need for sex. And that's going to make you soft. And when you and your wife have an argument or when she blows up at you, or when you need to put your foot down, you're going to be weakened because you feel the need to make her happy. And you feel the need to say, if I, if this argument goes AWOL, my PP might be sad, right? <laughs> that's going to be a risk. And that's how men get soft in the marriage. They come into marriage strong, or maybe they're the promiscuous side, right? It's like they've been promiscuous and their PPs control them and they've been having sex off the chain. And then marriage happens, things start to resemble normalcy and the arguments come up and maybe he hasn't had any action in a week or so. And it's like, now I'm going to be a people pleaser because I want to make my pee pee happy. And you know, what's funny about that? It's counterintuitive because the more that you're like that, the less she wants to have sex with you. Oh yeah. So like, you know, if me and my wife argue, I don't think about that at all. I think about, okay, 
is this an argument where I need to hold space for her or I need to navigate through her the through the chaos with a logical conclusion that she may or may not like? Well, if it's the latter, I ain't concerned about not getting sex because in being that man that can just lead through that chaos, say no, shut the door on the, the conversation, and maybe she needs to buck up against that leadership for a little bit, as most women do, and then when she comes to her senses, she apologizes and it's all good. Well, then there's enthusiastic sex that happens on the other se- other side of that. Right. It's not going to be like the good little Timmy boy that gets a little pat on the head because he was such a people pleaser. You're not going to get desirable, enthusiastic intimacy through that attitude. And right. to your point earlier, um, I think temperance and restraint is a massive virtue, right? But if you're an incel, out of shape, basement dwelling virgin, like there's nothing virtuous about that. There's right. nothing virtuous about that. If you're a man that has options, you're a quote unquote high value man, but you're choosing not to exercise those options. Now that's when it's powerful. That's when it's virtue. That's when it's yeah. true meekness because you could yeah. exercise that power and that authority, but you choose not to. And I think that's the perfect frame and lens in which to view the key and lock analogy. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, so you're a master key that has the ability to open any lock but you don't. Okay. That's high value. Cause mm-hmm. you're saying, yeah, I might have this capability, but I don't need to prove that to anybody. Yep. And I don't need to execute on that because I know the ramifications of those actions. That's true. High value. That's, that's transcending the promiscuity F boys that do it because they can. Right. That's well said. And you're the master of the master key. Because if you think you you buy into this master key analogy, then really that master key is just jammed in your urethra, and really what's attached to that urethra is controlling that master key. So are you really a master key? Are you just at like the the whim and the mercy of your peepee, like we were just saying? But if you're a guy that actually has full control and you can put that master key in your pocket and forget about it, now that's power. Now that's mastery. Well said, that's, yeah. that's honorable. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. And it's so funny because it's like the same guys that complain about women and divorce laws and marriage and all this stuff and the landscape being horrible and the West has fallen. And they're, they're all they're doing is complaining about it and they hate women, but their whole life is in pursuit of women. Right. It, it It's so backwards to me, man. And that's what happens when men in this behavior reject God. I mean, it's a Romans one mentality. It's like a debased yeah. reprobate mind, right? Yeah. Or like it's this delusion where you're like, on one hand, you hate women and you hate hoes. But on the other hand, all you're doing is pursuing women and you're a homemaker. Where does that make sense? The rubber doesn't meet the road there. There's no logical, no logic there, right? And that's what happens yeah. when we continually reject God and put creation before the creator. 100%, man. And that was a wrap with Mike. Again, had a great time with him. Hope you guys caught up on part one before this. If not, go check it out. But uh, Mike had to go. He had an appointment to get to, so we uh, we wrapped it up right there. As always, really appreciate you listening. If you enjoy this kind of stuff, I will personally never know about it unless you tell me. You can tell me via Instagram, which I recommend you're following, and uh, send me topic suggestions. It also really helps if you're following the podcast. Uh, that helps us push the content out more, and it helps if you leave a review. So if you're liking this kind of stuff, please drop us a five-star review. I keep saying us for some reason. I guess it's because Mike was on the podcast. Be sure you're following Mike as well, at Mike Pantile on Instagram, and we will see you next time on The Path.